Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Come on. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. Christmas to all of you, and it's so good to see you. I want you to take just a minute or two. I know we have a lot of visitors. I'm Pastor Jeff Wickwire, and this is Turning Point Church. Great to have you. Turn to somebody and just give them a great big Merry Christmas, and uh, meet somebody new. Merry Christmas to you guys. How are you? Thank you. Sing glory to 
All through the month of December here at Turning Point, we've been celebrating Advent or the coming and celebrating, highlighting the coming of our Lord. You'll see candles burning on that screen right there. And each week through the month of December, each Sunday, we've added a candle and it had a theme attached to it, hope and expectation, love and joy, peace. Tonight, you see that the light colored candle, the last candle, is called the Christ candle and it's burning. That's because it's the center candle. It's the foremost candle. It's the foremost symbolism tonight because we put Christ at the center of everything that we do. That is our goal as Christians. And that center candle represents the incarnation when Jesus took on human form. He laid aside his deity and clothed himself with human rags to ransom you and me. Thank God for that kind of love. Thank God for that. And tonight, we want to highlight this because Jesus remembered. God remembered his people, and he made a way. And so as we enter the body of our worship time together, I want to start us off with this thought about God ransoming his people. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. And ransom captive Israel That mourns in lonely exile here Until the Son of God appear Rejoice, rejoice Emmanuel 
shall come to thee, holy Mary, in a barn full of visiting animals, horses, mules, stray dogs, perhaps a camel, dung and urination, splinters, hay, Joseph snoring, and those shepherds, those country bumpkins, loudly recounting angelic visitation, woke the baby three times, but now, just before dawn, with everybody asleep, except Mary and a mule. She gathers from the hope chest of the near past a tapestry of memories. Beautiful colors of Gabriel's clothes. The look on Elizabeth's face when she turned and saw Mary. The clamor of packing. That dreaded H&R block appointment. No vacancy signs. The nervous, frustrated father. The crickets. The incarnate kicks. The looming grief. The tiny hands that would pierce her heart. She wept and smiled. An orchestra of emotions in concert with the breeze. It swept through the Bethlehem hills. Like a spirit newly released. And Mary pondered. Breath of 
should have had my place but I offer all I am for the mercy of your plan help me be strong help me be As you sit, sing with us. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the hopes and fears of all the years are met in Christ for Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above while mortals sleep i 
So it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should deliver. And Pilate answered them, What shall I do with this man you call king of the Jews? And they cried out, Crucify him. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the inn. And they clothed him in purple and fashioned a crown of thorns about his head. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And they hit him on the head with a reed, and they spit on him. And mocking him, they bowed and worshipped him. And an angel said unto them, Fear not, for I bring good tidings of great joy that will be to all people. And Jesus said unto them, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. For unto you is born in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Likewise, the chief priests, mocking, had said amongst themselves with the scribes, Let this Christ King descend from the cross, that we can see and believe. When Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head, and he died. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would someday walk on water Mary did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm? 
invite you to sit, stand, doesn't matter, but sing with us on this night of nights. Holy night, the stars are brightly shining, it is the night of the dear Savior's birth.
angel voices, the angel voices. Oh night, oh night, divine, divine. Oh night, when Christ was born, when Christ was born. Oh night, oh night, divine. seated and I want to just read out of Luke chapter 2 the events surrounding uh, Christmas share a little bit with you and then we're going to have our candle lighting service um, when the service is over instead of taking up an offering tonight we're just they're just going to be at the doors holding um, the baskets and if you want to uh, give a tithe or an offering then that's fine they'll be right back there at the doors at every door and so God bless you as you give. Reading out of Luke chapter 2, verse 1. It says, About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant. And the Bible says, pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit, that which was conceived in her was of the Holy Spirit. It says in verse 6, while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the hotel. There were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood around that time, and they had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly, God's angels stood among them, and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town, a Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. All at once the angel was joined 
by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. And here is what they sang. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who trust in him for salvation. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. And they said, let's go over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. And all who heard the sheep herders were impressed. But Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheep herders returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. Now in Jerusalem at about this time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in the prayerful expectancy of help for Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. And the Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. Led by the Spirit, he entered the temple. And as the parents of the child Jesus brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law, Simeon took him into his arms and blessed God. And here's what Simeon said. God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see a God-revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people Israel. Now Jesus and uh, father and mother were speechless with surprise at these words. Simeon went on to bless them and said this to his mother, Mary. This child marks both the failure and the recovery of many in Israel. He will be a figure misunderstood and contradicted. But the rejection will force honesty as God reveals who they really are in their hearts. And Mary, a sword will pierce your very soul. I love that song, Mary, Did You Know? That song just, uh, I thought, I said, Lord, please help me not to cry a little bit when I get up there because I was touched by that song. I know that there are a lot of different belief systems that surround this holiday called Christmas and this time of the season. And for different people, it's different things. It's vacation time for some. It's a time for gift-giving, uh, family get-togethers, feasting on food until you got to go on a diet after Christmas. And it's many things to many people. But what was it to God? Because that's what really matters. What was God doing? The story we just read, a little Jewish virgin named Mary, moved on by the Holy Spirit, conceived a child in her womb, gave birth to what was called the Christ child, the Messiah. What was God doing? Let me tell you a quick story. In 1854, the terrible Asiatic cholera plague struck London 
And when it struck London, people began to die right and left, just drop dead. Pastors during that time like Charles Spurgeon and Joseph Parker and others spent every day, all week long, speaking over graves, over the bodies of the dead, comforting families who had lost children, who had lost parents, who had lost loved ones. Uh, London was ravaged with the cholera plague. This went on for about a year. And, and to add uh, real terror to the whole thing is nobody really knew what was causing it. How were all these people getting sick? And, and really it reached a point where everybody became suspect. Who is carrying this dreadful disease? Why is it attacking us this way? Where is it coming from? Because it brought such death such destruction, such fear, such terror. The minute you felt a headache or, or a body ache, you thought, oh no, it's me next. Well, enter on the scene a man named Dr. John Snow. Dr. Snow began to study the dynamics of this plague that was sweeping through London. And he began to notice that it was people who had taken a drink from a particular fountain on one broad street in the middle of downtown London, Dr. John Snow noticed that people who drank from this fountain, that is where the majority of those who got sick, fell sick with the disease, and eventually died. And so he began to isolate the movement of this plague to this one fountain in the middle of London. One fountain, one pump that was hooked up to a well from which so many Londoners were drinking. And he said, aha. He immediately ordered the closing of this fountain. And when they closed the fountain, shut it off, and nobody could get anything from it anymore, amazingly and thankfully, the plague began to subside. And what could have been way, way worse was stopped dead in its tracks when a very wise man isolated where it was coming from and stopped the plague. Now let me tell you why Jesus came. The Bible says that we are all sinners by nature. We've all broken God's law. Look at the Ten Commandments and tell me you've never broken one of them and I want to meet you. We've all broken God's law and the Bible says if you've broken one, you've broken them all. And so the Bible goes on to tell us that there is a plague among people and the plague is called sin. All we have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. David said, I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. We have a plague moving in the human race, and it is because of sin that there is murder, and there is rape, and there is pillaging, and there is drug abuse, and there is theft, and there is lying, and all the things that bring pain and misery and agony to the human race are here because of sin. So we can say that sin was like that fountain. And we can say that Jesus was like Dr. John Snow. Because Jesus came on the scene and said, I have come to die for your sin. And when I die on that cross, here's what's going to happen. The fount of sin is going to be shut down. Everyone who comes to me by faith and says, Lord, forgive me, the fount of sin, the destruction, the havoc, the pain, the heartache, the consequences are going to be shut down. It took Jesus coming on the world scene and saying, here's the problem. Your problem is a sin problem. 
and I have come to die for you. That's why I was born. Notice the last thing that Simeon said to Mary has always struck me. A sword will pierce your own soul. Mary, you gave birth to Messiah, and you're going to have to watch him one day hang on a cross and die. But you know, later in the book of Acts, Mary was among the 120 who were there praying when the Holy Spirit fell on those people and God began to spread the gospel throughout the entire world. Now, let me tell you what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the answer to the fount of sin. That's what it is. See, you can't fix your sin problem. I can't fix my sin problem. There's only one way to deal with it, and that is through the cross of Christ. And that is why there was Christmas. There was Christmas, frankly, so that Jesus could feel our pain, walk among us, tell us how we needed to live while we're on this earth, and that's the red ink in your Bible, and then so he could ultimately die. And when he died, he undid the power of sin. Death, hell, and the grave lost their authority over every person who receives him. So the good news is that even though there was a fountain of sin that was plaguing the world and poisoning the planet, Jesus shut down the fountain. And I don't know where you are tonight in your walk with Christ. I don't know if you've ever accepted him into your heart, but you know, what a great, great time to do it. What a great time to do it if you never have and leave this building with peace in your heart, knowing that you made peace with God. You can do that tonight. And have real Christmas. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Amen? And you know what we do every year? And I knew, there's my candle. I was looking for my candle. And somebody handed me a lighter. And what we're going to do is this. Every year we like to light a candle and hold them up. And we want to make a, we want to make a commitment for the year of 09. Believe it or not, it's almost 2009. I don't know about you. The older I get, the more it's all a big blur. And uh, just busy, busy, busy. But we're believing God that in the year of 2009, we're asking God that thousands of people will take advantage of Dr. John Snow, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, and let him shut down that fountain of sin in their life and give them life abundant because that's what Jesus came to do and so what did Jesus say about you and me he said you're the salt of the earth and you're the light of the world and why are we the light of the world because living in us is the original light of the world Jesus came into the world as a bright and shining light and Jesus said you don't light a candle and put it under a bushel but you put it on a uh, on top of the house, you put it on a candlestick so that it gives light to all that are in the house. You know what, everybody? Now, some of you are from out of town, but in our city, there's a lot of darkness. But you know what dispels the darkness? Light. And we're going to have a prayer, and we're going to light our candles, and I'm going to light mine. I'm going to ask three men to come up, uh, George and Tony and Frank, and then they're going to turn around and light the candles of our deacons, and then 
They're going to walk down the aisle and light yours. And I want you to let this candle be a picture of what you are going to be like this year. How many of you want to be a light, an answer, and not a question mark? All right? So we're going to believe, God, that, that Turning Point Church and all of you will be a light, will be an answer, will be a solution, will bring hope, will carry the light and the hope of Jesus Christ to our needy and dark world this year. And so I'm going to light mine, and we're going to sing together. Joe's going to lead us. And as the candle comes your way, you go ahead and light it. And when it's lit, please stand up, and we'll sing together, and we'll have a prayer, and we'll go out and have our Christmas Eve. Jesus said, as God sent me, so send I you. This candle you're holding right now is a picture of what God has put inside of you. He has placed in you his spirit. He's placed in you his truth. He's placed in you his compassion. Every time you let that out of you towards people, you're lighting up a dark room. So I want to encourage you as we say a prayer. 
Let this be a metaphor of what you really are like in the year 2009. Amen? Amen. Let me pray and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that as you sent Jesus, he has now definitely sent us. We pray that you will help us, Lord, to not be intimidated, not be afraid, not be ashamed of Jesus in the year 2009 or ever. But Lord, help us to let the light of the gospel, the light of your love, the light of your hope, the light of your truth shine out of us as this candle shines before us and these many candles light up this room. Let it be a picture of what our church is like and everyone in this room in the year to come. And we thank you for it. And can you say with me, so let it be unto me according to thy word. Amen. Amen. Well, let's sing one more, Joe. You got something there? And as soon as he's done, we can blow it out. And, and uh, ushers, how will they, they deal with these candles? There's boxes in the back. You'll just drop them in the back as you go out. You can keep them or you can put it in the box. All right? All right, lead us, Joe. Just the voice is silent night. Holy night. Wondrous side, isn't it?